Hey there, thanks for checking out my podcast. This episode was recorded originally as a video, so if you'd prefer to watch it, head over to my YouTube channel. Otherwise, sit back and enjoy. All right, so as most of you are aware, it is earnings season, and uh, there have already been some pretty big names that have already reported earnings, and uh, some pretty big stock reactions to go along with those earnings reports. Uh, I mean, for example, last week, Netflix, I mean, <laughs> it rallied, as you can see here. Right here, we had earnings, and then we shot up 17%. That's kind of crazy, right? And, and this week, we're likely to see a few more. In fact, roughly 20% of the S&P 500 companies and also 25% of the Dow companies will report earnings this week. So today we're going to talk about how earnings season can impact option trading because as you know, I am trading options. Now, just brief intro, earnings season happens quarterly, meaning four times a year. Duh, right? And earnings season is when corporations reveal their financial results for the previous quarter. And right now we are in the first quarter of the year. So most companies are reporting their results from the fourth quarter of 2020. Now, the results of a company's earnings report can have a major impact on the stock price, as you have just seen. And options will often price in the expectations for a big post-earning move and they often price this in before the event. And this is why it is likely that options premiums are more expensive. And one thing to know about this and how it can impact your trading is implied volatility. And uh, see, there are several things that make up an options price, including the market's expectation for future volatility. And that is called implied volatility. We'll show you some examples here in a moment so that you see what it is because as an options trader, it is super important to understand what implied volatility is and whether it is running currently very high, low, or an average. So, so why is this important? Well, as an options buyer, higher implied volatility means that you're paying more for your contract. And if you buy an option before earnings and hold through earnings, you put yourself at risk for a so-called volatility crush. Now, part of the reason implied volatility goes up so much ahead of earnings is because traders don't know which way the stock is going to go or by how much. I mean, just uh, think here of Netflix. Who would have known that Netflix would soar 17%? But you see, once a company reports earnings, there's no more uncertainty. And this is when implied volatility drops. And in some cases, so does the options price. So if you bought an expensive option, there's a chance that you have to sell it to close at a lower price, even if a stock moves in the direction you want it to. And let me show you a very, very specific example of a volatility crush and why it is so important that you understand the concept of volatility and how it can impact your option trading. So I wanna show you right here, we see Seagate. Seagate reported earnings last week. And uh, so here, this is the pre-earnings options data, as you can see, as I took this screenshot, Seagate was trading at $61.45. Now, the day before Seagate reported earnings, the at the money 61.50 strike 
right here was going for the last traded price was a dollar 74 and uh, the implied volatility was a hundred twenty eight percent now on the other hand uh, the the put was going for a dollar 82 and the implied volatility was also 128%. Now this was the day before earnings. Now let's talk of what happens the day after earnings. So again, here Seagate is trading at 61.45 and then the next day, as you can see, Seagate dropped to 59.33. So as you can see, it fell dramatically. And therefore, as you can also see here, the price now of the 61.50 call is only a penny. Obviously, duh, because it dropped. So it's not surprising that the call is not worth anything. But here's the key. Here's the key. Look at the put. This is the put here. Even though the stock fell quite substantially here, it, it fell, as you can see, $3.62. But the put only went from, as we saw on the previous page, $1.82. So it went up because puts go up as the stock go down to 251. So this means that the put only went up 70 cents, 69 to be exact, but hey, who is counting? And you see, this is how the volatility crush affects the option price, because even though the put is worth more now, it is 251 versus previously the dollar 82, right? And it is now in the money, but it also lost a lot of value due to the decline in implied volatility. See, the previous day, it was 128%, this implied volatility thing. And right now, it is only the day after 96%. So you, you have to factor this in when trading options into earnings. So let's talk about this implied volatility things and how is this measured, right? And you know me, I'm all about practical stuff. So I don't want to bore you with the math behind it. And I don't have to. The good news is that there are plenty of places online that uh, calculate the implied volatility for you. And uh, I want to show you exactly how you can see if the IV, this implied volatility is high, low or average. And here is the easiest way to do it. You compare the implied volatility to the stock's historical volatility for exactly the same time frame. And you see here, I'm showing you right now my account and every account platform, broker account, right, uh, shows you actually the implied volatility. So we'll, we'll take a look at this here in just a moment because um, the volatility, the implied volatility measures the market expectation for future price action. That's the implied volatility. Now the historical volatility measures the volatility for a stock that already occurred over a specific time frame. And all you have to do to see if the implied volatility is high, low or average compared to the histor historical volatility. So let's say, uh, because this week we have Apple reporting earnings, Apple, 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 Apple. So let's take a look at the implied volatility of Apple. So I'm bringing up Apple here, AAPL. And I'm looking at the January 29th, so with four days of expiration, and I'm looking at the implied volatility for an Apple call that expires in four days from now. So this is here at the money. Apple right now is trading at 142. So this is the at the money call. And as you can see for the call, the implied volatility is 71%. And uh, for the put, it is 70%. 
So let's take a look at Apple right now on a chart. So here we are now looking at the historical volatility of Apple. And this is something that your charting software can show you. And here we are looking at the historical volatility over the last 10 days. See, for historical volatility, it makes sense to look at it in 10, 20, 30, 40 days increments. So here we want to go for 10 days. And as you can see, it is 37%. So 37% is the historical volatility. And right now, the call here is trading at what? 71%. So what does it tell us? It tells us that the premium on this call and also on the put is running more expensive than usual. So now we can see, and this is affected by earnings because uh, as you can see here on my platform, you'll see that the E basically says that earnings is happening this week. Now let's take a look at the implied volatility of an at the money Apple call that expires, uh, let's say in March 19th. So March 19th, you see right now the implied volatility is much, much, much lower. Look at this. 43% for the call and 43% as well for the put. So uh, if we compare this, and now we can go on to our handy dandy iPad again, look at the uh, historical volatility over the past, uh, what did we have, 53 days. So here we go for 60 days. And this is where we see that the historical volatility over the past 60 days has been 40%, 40.69%. Now compare this to the 43 and we see that it is pretty much in line here. So this means that the premium that are on calls and puts on options that expire in 53 days for now is pretty much average. Okay, now I know I'm throwing a lot at you, but is this helping thus far? Because if so, Give me a quick like. This way I know that you find this topic helpful because see option traders are always talking about implied volatility and historical volatility and uh, now you know what it is. And now I want to show you why I don't sell options into earnings. Well, you already have seen in this example of Seagate why I don't buy options into earnings because this volatility crush Boom, right? It's, it's pretty bad. I mean, this is where even though the stock moves in the direction that you want to, uh, your option premium is getting sucked out of there because of the volatility crush. You see, and this is where as an option seller, you might see, say, my gosh, don't I want the premium to be as high as possible? And yes, of course you do. But uh, let me make you very clear why I don't sell options into earnings. And uh, if you have been following me for a while, you know that I love trading the wheel. And as part of the wheel strategy, we are selling options. And you see, earnings plays are hit and miss. And, and sure, everybody can get lucky. And, and most people who start uh, trading expect their account to explode from one or two big trades. And uh, see, this is where we have some stocks that are jumping just dramatically. Let me show you a few examples here. Last week, we had Intel INTC reporting earnings. And uh, look at this. I mean, Intel, if we just go back over the last three earnings, oh my gosh, here, huge gap down right when we had earnings. Here, we have another earnings play and you see Intel here really crashed down hard. And then also here during these earnings, initially Intel went up and then 
started crashing down. And you see, some people like these earnings plays because they believe the hype that they can make a lot of money with very little work involved. But see, trading just doesn't work this way. Because in reality, the key to becoming successful in trading is consistency and growing your account systematically. And this is what I mean when I talk about generating SRC profits, right? We talked about this before. And SRC is an acronym that stands for systematic because I like to trade what I see and not what I think. And this is why I use indicators and have a trading strategy that tells me when to trade, what to trade, when to enter and when to exit. Now, SRC, the R stands for repeatable. And by trading my plan, I'm able to find repeatable profit-making opportunities. And number three, the C in SRC profit stands for consistency. You see, I'd rather make slightly less money more often than bite off all my nails waiting for a big winner. And uh, if you would like to learn more about how I generate SRC profits, you can check out a video that I created for you. I, I include a link in the description below. And as you know, part of my systematic approach to trading is to use the options wheel strategy and the power X strategy. And uh, so if you're interested in these, I'll link to it in the descriptions here as well. Now, especially with the wheel strategy that uh, we're trading right now with you here, the idea is to get paid while you wait to buy the stock. And because I'm collecting premiums on the puts that I sell, I'm looking for stocks with higher volatility, higher volatility, right? Because this means making more money. And as a rule of thumb, I look for stocks with an IV implied volatility of at least 40%. So some of the stocks that I am in, for example, is Uber right now. So if you look at Uber, the implied volatility here is 66%. Another trade that I've on is Weight Watchers. The implied volatility, as you can see here, is 77%. Uh, another trade that I'm in is HAL, the implied volatility here is 72%. So you, you get the idea, right? But, but I remember what I said earlier, the wheel strategy can relatively safely produce profits, but I don't want you to trade into earnings. At least that's not what I do. So I will not target options with an expiration date that includes the company earnings report. So this is why you see, for example, uh, if you look at HAL, they just reported earnings. There's nothing on the calendar here. Uber is reporting earnings uh, sometime in February. So we still have two or three weeks and I have 19 options that expire on January 29th. So as you can see, this is the, what this dot means here. I am trading options before we are running into earnings. Weight Watchers is another one. So Weight Watchers, as you can see, earnings here is February 23rd. You see it on the right hand side of my screen and I have options. So here I have 44 options that expire this January. Okay, so this is why I think it is very important that you know when trading options, whether it is buying or selling, that you don't trade into earnings. At least that's what I do because earnings are a wild card and there's just too much uncertainty. Remember, I'm not looking for fireworks here. I'm looking to systematically grow my account through consistent and repeatable strategies. And uh, again, if you would like to learn more about the strategies, there's a playlist for you right below because I, I made several videos for you. So I'll link to it in the description. So anyhow, now you know why we don't sell options into earnings. Now, we talked about that there's some uh, earnings coming up this week. So I want to give you two more examples of uh, 
two big companies that are reporting earnings this week. One of them is Microsoft. So Microsoft, as you can see, the historical volatility over the past 10 days is 27.98, so around 28. And if you look at Microsoft right now and the implied volatility, it is 48%. So it's, it's slightly higher here. It, it's not too bad because, I mean, Microsoft usually is not moving as much. But let me show you another example. So let's actually talk about Facebook. Oh, yeah, now we have some more fun, right? Because Facebook, if you look at the historical volatility, meaning how much it has moved over the past 10 days, it is 45.97. And all of this is always, so this would be 46 I, again, I don't want to bore you with the details how all of this is calculated, but it is 46%. This is how Facebook has been moving. Now, let's take a look at the option chain of Facebook and let's see how much the implied volatility is. And the implied volatility is 72%. So as you can see, this means that option prices are more pricey than usual. Now, I want to give you two more resources because if you want to see for yourself who is reporting and when, I want to give you two websites that are pretty cool uh, that I personally use. So the first one here is stock earnings. If you go to stockearnings.com or they even have stocksearning.com, so even if you misspell it, you see the notable earnings that are coming up this week. For example, eBay, you see that 3M is reporting earnings. We have American Express. We have Johnson & Johnson, Verizon, AMD. We have Microsoft. We have Starbucks. So all of this is happening tomorrow, as you can see. That's what I said. It's a pretty big week for earnings. Then on Wednesday, as you can see, we have going on here, Boeing, we have AT&T, we have uh, the Blackstone Group. So we have quite a few and you can always load more. Now, another one that uh, many people like to use is earningswhispers.com. So that's another great source for finding out when companies will report earnings, because this way you can make sure that you're not trading right into earnings. It's, it's always good to know when they report earnings. If you have any open positions, whether you're buying stocks or selling stocks so that you're not caught off guard. So I hope that uh, this helped you to see how earnings impact option prices and why I never sell options into earnings. Has this been helpful at all? Because if it has been, do me a favor and click on like really quick. This way I know what videos you are enjoying and I will do more videos of those. And also if you would like to see more videos like this and enjoy this, this part of the show here, click on subscribe and hit the little bell because this way you get notified whenever I release a new video. All right, that's it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. And if you could do me a huge favor and rate it, that would mean a lot to me. Just leave a five-star rating and let others know what you think about the podcast. Also, you can go to rockwelltrading.com social where you'll find links to all of my social media accounts as well as event info, blogs, and other cool updates I have for you. Thank you so much for listening and remember to join me next time. Until then, have a great time and I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.